0: Here we are, that's part of being in the wilderness, you know, things don't always go the way you expect. And uh, that's what we're talking about over these weeks, is uh, just looking at wilderness moments and trying to look backward and see the experience of God's people in the wilderness and then be able to take that experience and understand, uh, you know, what does that mean for us, God's people in in today's world, in the wilderness that that, uh, we, we face. Uh, Just see how it speaks to us uh, today. So, we're going to move forward today and uh, it's uh, Wilderness Moments uh, number two. And uh, let me just start with a simple observation that you're probably well aware of already. But um, the first thing I'd I'd lift up for you is just you have to be ready for a wilderness. Because a wilderness is going to come to your life. It's not something we think about. See, that's the problem. We, we get in those places of security in our lives. Things are going good. Things are unfolding. We're busy. We're active. We're doing. And it's when the wilderness comes, things get upset. And, and, and we look at that and say, well, wait a minute. This wasn't supposed to happen. Have you heard that before? Wait a minute. This it just wasn't supposed to happen. Well, guess what? In a world that we live in that is broken and scarred by sin and has evil loose and lurking out there like a roaring lion, Peter says, the wilderness is going to find its way into our life. It's just the reality of where we live. Remember, we live as foreigners, the Bible says, in this world. This isn't our world. Ours is the kingdom of heaven. But we live here as foreigners in this world. And because we're foreigners in this world, the world is going to treat us that way. And that means that we just have to get get ready. We have to get our minds around the reality that for all of us, there will come a time in our life when we're going to face a wilderness. There's going to come a time in our life when we're going to have disappointment when that security is taken away from us there's going to come a, a time in our life when we have some struggles and some challenges that seem so overwhelming there's just going to come a time in our life when we have that uncomfortable place and it's going to dominate our thinking and our feeling it's going to just be a wilderness the same was true for uh, for God's people if uh, you look back to that experience with Moses where he started last week and And, uh, you know, Moses going down to to rescue the people. Finally, after plague, after plague, after plague, uh, this is uh, what happens after the final plague. It says, During the night the king sent for Moses and Aaron and told them, Get your people out of my country and leave us alone. Go and worship the Lord as you have asked. Take your sheep, goats, and cattle and get out. But ask your God to be kind to me. The Egyptians did everything they could to get the Israelites to leave their country fast. What's going on? Well you know, God sent Moses down there and Moses went to Pharaoh and said, look, let my people go. And Pharaoh said, no. And so a plague came and then Pharaoh said, great, get out of here. But then he changed his mind real quick. And so another plague came and then Pharaoh said, fine, go, leave. Oh, wait, changing my mind again. And this went on over and over and over again through all of the plagues until the final last plague. And this is the outcome of the final plague after Passover when Pharaoh says in the middle of the darkness, leave. Just leave as fast as you can uh, leave. Well, if you look at that, what's been happening? What's been happening is God has been getting His people ready to experience a wilderness. For them to go from being slaves in Egypt to experiencing the promised land that He's prepared for them, what is it they have to go through? A wilderness, right? You can't get there from here unless you go through the wilderness. The same is true for us. God is preparing us. God understands that as we live in foreigners in this world, that we're going to have those wilderness experiences. And you have to just get your mind ready for that and understand and be prepared for that. You have to be ready and understand it's just going to come. Now, the good news is that God also prepares us for those times of the wilderness. God is ready and willing and God is working to prepare us for the wilderness that God knows already we're going to face. If you look at the Israelites again and their experience, it says, The Israelites had already done what Moses had told them to do. They had gone to their Egyptian neighbors and asked for gold and silver and for clothes. The Lord had made the Egyptians friendly toward the people of Israel and they gave them whatever they asked for. In this way, they carried away the wealth of the Egyptians when they, left, when they left Egypt. What was happening? God was getting them ready for the wilderness. Do you see that? God was getting them ready so that they went to the Egyptians. Now, remember, these Egyptians were the ones who saw them as property, the ones who treated them as slaves, the ones who made them just make bricks out of mud and straw for how many generations? And yet... Now, in this experience, God gets involved in a way of rescue and gets them ready to go out into the wilderness and He provides for them to go ahead and have this wilderness experience. They don't leave Egypt without what they need to go in the wilderness. They go with gold and silver and clothes. And Do you see that in the text? You see how God softened the hearts of those around to get them the provision they would need to go ahead and go out into the wilderness. When we go into the wilderness, we have to be ready to go into the wilderness and we have to let God prepare us for that wilderness. You have to be ready and prepared. What does it mean? How many folks are in the Financial Peace University? A few of you out there. What's one of the principles Dave gives you financially? He says, Financially, one of the first things you do is you have to have an emergency fund. Right? Right? Right, why does he tell you to do that? Well, he knows a wilderness financial wilderness is going to come, right? so you've got to have a financial emergency fund because something's going to happen in your life that's sooner or later that's going to call for the need for that financial emergency fund. God knows this about us not only in our financial life, God knows this about us in our spiritual life, in our physical life that God is saying to us through this experience of the Israelites in the wilderness, look, you need to make sure you're always ready for a wilderness. Don't be surprised when it comes. It'll come. So instead of being surprised when it comes, instead know it's the way it is, know that you're a foreigner in this land, and just prepare for it. Be ready for it. Don't wait until you're in the wilderness to get adjusted and ready for a wilderness. Prepare for it. This means that we need to spiritually be prepared for the experience of the wilderness. We need to be close to God before we get into the wilderness. We need to be financially prepared for the wilderness. We need to be great stewards and make sure we got that emergency funded. Everything squared away so when that comes, we're ready for it. We need to be relationally prepared for that wilderness. Make sure our relationships are in good order. They're healthy and they're strong. When the wilderness comes, we have relationships to turn to and to lean on. See, all of that is for us the gold and the silver and the clothes that the Egyptians gave. For us, it's God preparing us now before we get into the wilderness. And then when the wilderness comes, we'll be ready. And when we're ready, we can rely on God even more. That's the next thing. When you get into that wilderness, when it comes and you're ready for it, You have to understand, even though you think you're overwhelmingly ready, God is already there working and God is ready to protect you in the middle of the wilderness based on your readiness. Well, let me show you how it works in the text. This is one of the cool parts of the text. It says, After the king had finally let the people go, the Lord did not lead them through the Philistine territory. Uh, Though that was the shortest way, God had said, If they are attacked, they may decide to return to Egypt. So... He led them around uh, through the desert and toward the Red Sea. The Israelites left Egypt prepared for battle. Now, let's unpack this for a minute. Uh, so, God leads them the long way around, right? Notice in the text it says, He did not lead them the shortest way. Obviously, He didn't have a GPS system, right? Because that's what they always do, right? You're a little newbie. How many of you got one of those? There's GPS, the voice comes on. They always lead you the shortest route, right? Obviously, God wasn't doing that. Now, why wouldn't God lead them the shortest route? I mean, you'd think he'd want to rescue them from Egypt. He'd want to get them out of it. He'd want to get them to the promised land as fast as he can. So why wouldn't he just lead them the shortest route? The text says he didn't lead them the shortest route because that would take them to the Philistine territory. And if they went through the Philistine territory, that would mean they would be in battle. And those Philistines, they were good at that. So it says, God instead, knowing what was best for his people, he led them the long way around instead of through the Philistine territory. You see that? Now what's really interesting, notice the last phrase in the text. What does it say about the Israelites? The Israelites left Egypt, what? Prepared for battle. This is so fascinating. The Israelites entered into the wilderness saying, Hey, we're ready. I'm ready. I'm all set. Got the shield. Got the sword. I'm ready. I'm going. We're ready. Right? And the Israelites entered in saying to themselves, We're ready. Whatever's out there, we're going to face it. We're ready for battle. We're ready to go. We're ready. And yet God looked at them and knew they weren't ready for a battle. They were ready for the wilderness. But they weren't really ready for a battle. And so he leads them a different way because it's the best thing for them in the wilderness. Do you see that? Isn't that cool? God understands already when you go into that wilderness, he understands what you're going to be able to handle. And he's going to work in the wilderness to try to put that protection around us so that the wilderness does not become so overwhelming that we can't handle it? See, if they would have gone into battle with the Philistines, the text says, they, they would have just given up and run back to be slaves again. But God has something better in store for them and he wants them to experience the promised land. So, he takes them a different route. He gives them protection even though they think themselves to be absolutely ready. In the wilderness, We trust that God is not only working, but that God is able to bring us that route, that path, that is the best for us. And He's ready to do that. The text shows us that God is always ready to give us direction. It says, uh, verse 21-22, During the day the Lord went ahead of His people in a thick cloud, and during the night He went ahead of them in a flaming fire. That way the Lord could lead them how often? At all times. Is it up there? Or am I the only one reading it? No. Okay. You with me? At at all times. How often? At At all times. Thank you. He was ready all the time. God was ready all the time to lead the people. Whether it was day or whether it was night, it didn't really matter. So God was prepared. The only question was whether the people were ready to listen. Were they ready to follow? See, God was always ready to lead us. When we go into the wilderness, God is already prepared at all times to lead us. The question is, are we ready to listen? Listen good. You've got to know God's phone number before you get in the wilderness. Did you hear that? You know what most people do? Most people are out here and life is going great. Things are going fantastic. They're surrounded by all the, the security of the world. Everything's going good. And then all of a sudden, something happens. Something happens. The security is taken away and they're thrown into the wilderness. And then they say, God, where are you? And then they try to figure out what's God's phone number? How do I get in touch with God? How do I get this direction from God? See, the key is, you have to know God before you get into the wilderness. If you know God before you get into the wilderness, if you're following God's direction at all times, which means He's ready to give direction even before you get in the wilderness, if you're following that direction before, it's a whole lot easier to follow it when you're in the wilderness. God is ready, willing to give us direction at all times. Before the wilderness and in the wilderness but you got to make sure before you go into the wilderness you know how to dial him up you know how to get in touch you know how to stay in touch then when you're in the wilderness his direction becomes more obvious now all that said it doesn't mean the wilderness is going to be an easy place for you we all know that right? if you've been in the wilderness before how did it feel not so good, because it's a dangerous place. The wilderness always feels dangerous. Look what happens to the people, uh, people of Israel. It says, When the king of Egypt heard that the Israelites had finally left, he and his officials changed their minds and said, Look what we have done. How silly are we. What have we done? We let them get away, and they'll no longer be our slaves. What did they realize? The economy is taking a dive. What's going on? Our free labor just walked out. What in the world were we thinking? So here is Pharaoh's response. The king got his war chariots and army ready. He commanded his officers in charge of his 600 best chariots and all his other chariots to start after the Israelites. Pharaoh's response is decisive and emphatic, right? He gets his 600 best chariots ready to go. And if that's not bad enough, notice what he does. Not only does he get his 600 best chariots, but just to be on the safe side, he throws everybody else in too. Not just the 600 best. Just to make sure he's covered, he gets every chariot he's got. How overwhelming would that be if you're a person who's been a slave all of your life and you know the power of Egypt, and all of a sudden you see 600 and more chariots coming at you, you would be a little scared, a little discouraged. Isn't that what happens in the wilderness? I never want to underestimate. I'm not, I'm not a preacher that's going to tell you just the happiness gospel stuff and prosperity gospel because we live in a real world and God understands that real world and sometimes it's tough. It's tough. We're not alone, but it's a tough. The wilderness can be a scary place. If you look at the Israelites, that's what they discovered. It says when the Israelites saw the king coming with his army, they were what? Frightened. Wouldn't you be? Holy cats. And they begged for the Lord's help. They also did what? Complained to Moses. When you've been in the wildernesses in your life, are those two words applicable to your experience? It's kind of a scary place. And when you're in that scary place, it's easy to find reasons to complain. Correct? That's part of the wilderness because it's just a tough place. And they complain. They say, Was there enough room in Egypt to bury us? Is this why you brought us out here? to die in the desert. Why did you bring us out of Egypt anyway? While we were there, didn't, didn't, you didn't tell us, uh, you just leave us alone. Why would you rather be slaves back in Egypt? You know, I'll give you the story. They were frightened and they complained. And that's what can happen in the wilderness because it's a difficult place. But notice Moses' response. But Moses answered, Don't be afraid. Be Brave, and you will see the Lord save you today. These Egyptians will never bother you again. The Lord will fight for you, and you won't have to do a thing. What is Moses doing to them? He's reminding them in the middle of the fear, in the middle of the complaining, in the middle of all the anxiousness, he brings a word of remembrance and says, Wait, don't be afraid. Don't let the fear of the wilderness conquer you because the one who's on your side is greater than the one who's in the world. Remember, we serve the God who did all these plagues that freed you in the beginning. Remember, the God you served is a greater God than anything that exists in this world. So be brave. Young people, are you listening today? You're going to go through experiences in your life and they're going to challenge you. I can guarantee it. You're listening? They're going to challenge you. Moses says to you, and so do I, just hang in there. Don't be afraid. Don't let the fear grab hold of you. Don't let the fear conquer you because Jesus Christ conquered death. And if he can beat that, he can beat whatever you face. The Lord is greater and the Lord will fight for you. Jesus Christ rose from the dead to be part of your life and to be an active part and He wants to fight for you in every opportunity. When that fear is trying to get you, when complaining is trying to overwhelm you, when the wilderness is trying to suck you, He is going to fight on your side. And there isn't anything stronger in this world than the power of God. So take a deep breath in those wilderness moments. Step back and remember the words of Moses and look what happens this is cool what happens after moses says this all this time remember those words all this time god's angel had gone ahead of israel's army but now he moved behind them a large cloud had also gone ahead of them but now it moved between the egyptians and the israelites the cloud gave them gave light to the israelites but it made it dark for the egyptians and during the night they could not come any closer. Notice something. You ready? We know that God was giving the Israelites direction, right? He was giving them direction by day, by a cloud, by night, by a pillar of fire. We knew that was already there. We knew already that the army was prepared and ready and they were going out ready to fight anything that came their way, right? We knew that already. But you just got a new piece of information in that text, didn't you? Who also was out in front of the army and out in front of the cloud. An angel of the Lord. you see that? Didn't know that before, did you? Now, remember the words I told you to remember. All this time. How often had that angel already been moving forward before God's people? All the time. Do you see that? All the time. You didn't know it, did you? You didn't see it. They didn't know it. They didn't see it. They didn't understand it. They didn't stand there and say, well, you know, okay, the angel's still out there. I you know, kind of see a wing going. And They didn't know it. They didn't see it. And yet God was already way out in front of them, not only out in front of the army, not only out in front of the cloud of direction, He was way out there in front of them, providing them protection. You see, God, when we're in the wilderness, God is already out in front of us. And He's already working to protect us. Look what He does with the angel. The angel is out in front of Him and then it moves to the rear to protect them from these chariots. And look what happens when it protects them. The angel comes, the angel gets behind them, and all of a sudden, the Egyptians are in the dark. Do you see that? The Egyptians are in the dark, but while the Egyptians are in the dark, the Israelites are in the light. Is that awesome? So the angel moves behind and creates the opportunity for the Egyptians to be in the worst possible situation. That which is threatening God's people, he puts them in the worst possible situations, chariots in pitch black darkness. And the Israelites, he showers in light. God is working. He is out in front of us. And when He works, He's going to work for our benefit. Whatever is in the best interest of His people according to His purpose. That's what He does here for the Israelites. And then because of that, He starts to unfold for those Israelites. His plan of deliverance. And God's always got a plan of deliverance when we're out in the wilderness. We may not see it, we may not get it right away, but it comes. Look what happens to the Israelites. Moses stretched his arm over the sea and the Lord sent a strong east wind that blew all night until there was dry land where the water had been. The sea opened up and the Israelites walked through on dry land with a wall of water on each side. How many of you remember seeing the Ten Commandments movie? Right, you remember when Charlie gets up there, Charlton Heston gets up there, got the staff and the gray beard thing going, you know, and the gray hair. I don't know how he had so much hair after that, but anyway, he got up there on the rock, right, and he lifts up the staff, and, you know, it's a real dramatic moment. He lifts up the staff, and all of a sudden, what happens? Like, boom, the water starts just rolling back up, right? That's a cool scene. The trouble is, that's not quite the way the Bible describes the scene. Did you notice that? Did you notice in the text here, how long it took for God to roll back the water? They're sitting there, darkness with the Egyptians, light with the Israelites. An east wind comes, and it blew how long? All night long. When you're in the wilderness, sometimes you just have to wait. You have to wait for God to unfold his deliverance, to unfold the plan that moves you forward on dry ground. They sat there all night waiting, watching, yearning for God's activity. And when it came, it rolled back the sea after a period of time. And they could go through on dry ground. And they went through, and you know the story, they went through on dry ground. The Egyptians then tried to go through and they were swallowed up And all the Israelites had to do was to look backwards. And it says in the text, On that day when the Israelites saw the bodies of the Egyptians washed up on the shore, they knew that the Lord had saved them. Because of the mighty power he had used against the Egyptians, the Israelites worshipped him and trusted him and his servant Moses. When you're in the wilderness and it's going to come, don't be afraid. Because God has a plan of deliverance. But it may take some time. And in that time, you just have to worship Him and trust Him. Just worship Him and trust Him. Just worship Him and trust Him. And God will unveil the path. The wilderness is going to come. Be ready. Be prepared. Let God prepare you for that even now. And when it comes, it's going to be a difficult place. There's no getting around it. It's going to be a difficult place. But God goes before you. Whether you see it or not, God goes before you with that angel and He'll provide you that opportunity to move forward in your life. You may have to wait, but worship and trust. Let's pray.